Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Before we even jump into the episode, I want to first say I am so sorry about this late episode. Uh, I normally have intentions on being very, 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 you know, on point with my delivery of my episodes. So those of you that were looking for a drop on Thanksgiving, I am so sorry. Uh, if you're following me on Instagram, you already know this information, but uh, I bought a house. I bought a house. I actually closed on my house um, on Tuesday, which was, Lord, don't get me, on the 24th. <laughs> yes. And I'm super excited. So little Chancey Pooh and I will be relocating. Um, so that's the reason why I am delaying this broadcast, this episode broadcast. Um, but I'm super excited. I want to thank you guys personally because I shared this amazing uh, dream of mine some time ago in my other episodes, but I wanted to uh, share it here publicly. So, you know, before I let the amazing guest of ours come through and share just all her nuggets with us, I wanted to apologize. I felt the need to do that. So, now that that's out of the way, let me go on in and uh, let you guys get into meeting this queen because she is amazing. Again, thank you so much for joining me, supporting me, for being here, for all the reviews. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being a part of this tribe, uh, Silver Sessions Podcast. You know, my desire is to see every queen win. So make sure that you stay Stay tuned. Make sure you share this with a friend who needs the support, right? Queens need to see what's possible for themselves. So this platform allows them to actually see it, believe it, and achieve it. So now jump on into the episode. Welcome to the Sober Sessions Podcast, where I am your host, Connie McMillan, aka the Sobriety Queen, coach, and author. On this podcast, we help kings and queens live purpose, no longer pain. We interview kings and queens around the globe so that you can hear their real life stories to see just how your life too can be transformed. So let's jump on into the episode. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode on the Silver Sessions podcast. My name is Connie. I am the sobriety queen, no longer the alcohol fiend. I am super excited to have another special queen. Her name is Michelle Dixon. She's a white mom, YouTuber on The Grateful Daisy. She's also an alcohol abuse survivor and studying to be a health coach. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Michelle and I met, ironically, on YouTube. <laughs> I was searching, uh, just handling some business. I always like to just go on YouTube and do some research. I always refer to YouTube as uh, YouTube University. So, you know, you go on YouTube, you can find a lot of information. And I stumbled on Michelle's, one of her episodes that she was sharing about her journey which she'll go more into detail with and i was so pulled in i love the way you know how transparent she was and how she spoke about just her sobriety journey and that in itself made me say i want to have her on the podcast so i thank you so much michelle for agreeing to be on the podcast and sharing uh before we get started i want to ask you 
to just dive back in a little bit deeply about your journey before you became an alcohol survivor, alcohol abuse survivor. What was life like prior to that? Sure. Um, do you want me to kind of start at the beginning? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so everything kind of started getting sideways in my life when I was early teens, about 13. And I started experiencing um, anxiety and depression and just kind of having some mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And the way that I found uh, to deal with that, you know, I had been put on medications and all these things and nothing was really helping me. And so I had a friend who I had started dating and he was into uh, certain drugs like ecstasy. And he said, well, this will make you feel happy. And so I thought, well, okay. So I went home to what was the internet back then, which was like the beginning of the internet. <laughs> and, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it, it talked about, you know, serotonin receptors, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, I want to try it. And so anyways, that kind of started a four to five year stint of, you know, using drugs and kind of riding that up and down of sure, they made you feel good for the night. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I would deal with three weeks of insane mood swings and more depression than I'd ever had before. And anyways, that went on for years. And um, by the time I was 19, um, him and I split up and we were still friends, mm -hmm. but, uh, we would hang out and, you know, party together still. And then he, uh, passed away. And so when he died, that had kind of been a light bulb moment where I thought, okay, you know, I might die if I continue what I'm doing. And so, um, although I had been, uh, you know, using drugs and things like that. I, I kind of drank alcohol, but not a ton. And once I decided to quit doing drugs, then I just replaced it with alcohol um, because I still had anxiety and I didn't really have depression much anymore, but I was very socially awkward. <laughs> so mm -hmm. awkward. And so I used alcohol to crush that. And um, anyways, about six months after he passed, I met my husband and um, he's in a band. And so we were in the bars all the time. And that journey went on for a long time. And I really didn't see anything wrong with it because everyone around me got blacked out drunk. Everyone around me was a huge partier, you know, so we just kind of were enabling each other that everything was fine. And I always maintained like I kept a job, you know, I was able to pay my rent and all those kinds of things. So I was very high functioning in my alcohol use. Mm -hmm. Um, but there came a time when my husband got a DUI and that was another moment where, um, he had to go to AA for, um, court ordered and I went with him to be supportive. And it was in the first meeting that I remember thinking, oh my God, like I might have a problem <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm really great. What made you feel that way though? So, I mean, here you are, I'm, I just mm -hmm. kind of want to go back yeah. just a little bit. Sure. So you, you were in a relationship, obviously you, mm -hmm. you opened up to this person about how you had been feeling mm -hmm. um, and they introduced you to a substance that you, yeah. you know, at that time and you felt like, all right, well, yeah, listen, he, he's my, you know, my mate. What, what could it, what, what harm could it cause? So, you know, you take the substance, it makes you feel better because that's mm -hmm. what we do. We take substances <laughs> that we believe are going to feel better. Yeah. Um, fast forward, he ends up passing away. 
that's like a light bulb moment for you mm-hmm. saying, okay, wait a minute. This doesn't look good. You know, if, if, if it happened to him, what makes me any different? So now mm-hmm. you move yourself um, from realizing that that substance doesn't work, but then how do you, well, I guess because again, you did not eliminate the feeling there really wasn't any uh, resolve. So right. you then found alcohol as your supposedly solution because that's what let's just just say that right unfortunate solution yes well we've all listen i and i you know no shame i'm saying that because i i did the same thing so now when you let's just get a little bit more specific into alcohol like Mm -hmm. how did that even come into play how did drinking come into play or yes. how did that? Okay. Yeah. So when I was like 14, I think I had my first beer with my friend and it was just, you know, your, your classic, I was already out partying all the time. And so it was just kind of supplementive of what I was already doing. Okay. Um, but when I was in my teens, I was definitely more into, I guess I can't say that I was, I was into everything, anything that gave me any sort of you know, that loose feeling, that high feeling that, mm-hmm. you know, life is all good. Let's just hang out and, and you know, have a good time, right. um, which, yeah, too often had far more negative consequences than I would like to admit. Um, but what helped me in the AA meeting was people's stories. That's really where I kind of saw myself and other people and where I was headed if I continued that Um kind of lifestyle so when you okay so let's just go back a little bit sure you were mentioning that what led you all to the AA meeting and correct me if I'm wrong was he got the DUI yeah so in that it was like so prior to that you guys were drinking and having this Mm -hmm. good time because that's what alcohol brings us so we believe in the the moment let me say that right um he gets this DUI you're inside of AA you realize that okay their experiences, was it similar to what you had been experienced or even more horrific than what you all had experienced? It was, um, I would say it was, it was probably more intense. Like mm-hmm. one woman, well, I didn't have kids at the time or a child, but woman, women's told the story about, you know, being at the bowling alley and her kid um, setting off the alarm because they had gone with the ball down the alleyway. Oh no. <laughs> and she was just, you know, at the bar getting drunk and just, you know, getting drunk at home, doing housework and just really, really becoming super dependent on it for everyday functioning. And um, I've only had a few times where I had like, you know, a few day bender or things like that. Um, I was always able to, like I said before, kind of get myself together for work and go about my life. And then, you know, when that was over, it was time to party and have fun again. Um, but yeah, I don't know why that AA meeting was so impactful, but that led me to read more books. I got the big book. I got um, a book by Gabby Bernstein, which was really impactful. Um, gosh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but she talked about how she got sober and how that changed her life. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of toyed with this whole, okay, you know, well, maybe I should try and be sober. And I couldn't for like four or five Say that years. again, you toyed with what? trying to be sober. I just, I started trying to be sober and I, I always failed without, I, my big goal was always, I want to go a year without drinking. And I was never, I was just never able to do it. And I don't know, well, I know why I didn't have a good enough reason to stop, I guess. And so I'd always, 
you know, I'm sure this is super familiar to people, but you stop drinking and then you're like, I'm good. <laughs> I've cured it. I'm fine. You know, I'm not going to get blacked out anymore. I'm not going to drink and drive anymore. I'm somehow something's changed, but then you go back to it and nothing's changed and you're still getting blacked out. You're still drinking and driving. You're still endangering your life. And, um, and after about four years of that, um, towards the end of those four years, I had had my daughter and I was sober for like seven months before I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the longest I had been sober. So then I, I went through my pregnancy and I had like one sip of wine while I was pregnant, you know, being pregnant is a great reason not to drink. I'm mm-hmm. lucky that I am someone who was able to abstain during that time. Um, but then after she was born, I was like, well, I'm a mom now, so I'll be able to handle it. <laughs> you know, we are convincing ourselves, <laughs> negotiating. That's what we call yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so anyway, so then I, you know, about, it was like a year or so had passed and there was one case that I remember my husband and I went out and I got uh, very drunk and um, I came home and I was breastfeeding at the time, hundred percent. She was not a baby that would take a bottle. I don't think I've ever said this in public, but um, you know, I, she was crying and I was like barely conscious and um, I, I nursed her and I remember thinking like, you're just not a good mom right now. <laughs> like this yeah. is, this is bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the first time when I, after I had had her that I was kind of like, that wasn't great. You know, like maybe I have a problem, but again, I, you know, I always justify, well, it was just one time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my husband and I came home for a wedding And that night, it was one of those nights where you just couldn't drink enough. It was hot out and I couldn't catch a buzz. And I was just irritated that I couldn't catch a buzz. And so I kept drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. I drank so much. And, and eventually the buzz did catch up with me with like Uh a blackout wall. (laughs) And, um, I don't remember, you know, getting back to the hotel. I did drive home that night and I remember beginning the drive, but I don't remember the end of it. And uh, when I woke up that morning, I thought about my daughter and I just thought, oh God, you know, like if you had gone to jail, if you had killed yourself, your husband, if you had killed someone else, her life would be completely ruined. Mm. And since that day, I haven't had another drink. And that was over two years ago. And um, I'm sorry if my story was kind of messy and all over the no, place. No, no, you're not going to apologize at all. Listen, it's, it's, it's yeah. format, right? This is your story. Okay. But what I, you know, what I appreciate is that we all go through cycles, if you were, I'm going to use that word. And, you know, we get chance after chance after chance. You had said um, you, you understood that your why wasn't big enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it also is the fact that we, we, we believe that we've got control. That's, that's it also, right? Um, so, yeah, instances happen. There's like the first instant, you're like, oh, that was a messy moment. You know, I, you know, be it if you remember it or somebody else told you about it and you feel bad about it in that moment. I know I, I have. And then another moment happens. And, you know, maybe it's a little a little more messy. Right. Um, but then we also are we, we're saddened in that moment. We have some feelings of regret and and so forth and so on. And we make promises because, again, I, when I say we, I mean me, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and it, it just goes on and on and on. And I, I feel like. You know, I definitely, I have such uh, a soft spot because for me, it's just like, 
God is gracious. That's number first and foremost. And I just feel like, you know, because I've been that person, you're, you're telling your story. I've been there as well. I've had those moments where I've made huge mistakes, huge embarrassments, right? And of course, listeners on this podcast, I'm sure they have as well. And I'm sharing this because we have to understand that, you know, when we do get to that point, when we are at that point, rather if you get help, uh, be it through AA or some other, you know, form of training, be it one-on-one or whatever method you choose, um, Honing on that, honing on the fact that, you know, I have had a lot of mess ups, a lot of attempts, a lot of, you know, occurrences that have happened in my life, but I'm so grateful to be where I am because of all the things that could have happened that possibly should have happened. You know, I don't like for us to focus on, you know, I've had, I've tried it so many times. It just hasn't worked. Well, keep trying, keep trying because- Eventually, it's going to stick. You do not give up. So, again, don't apologize for your story, honey. I, I like the fact that you were able to give those details because, and she even got a little emotional, you guys. Um, and that's important. That that to me says, like, you know, you understood. Listen, I'm not just here for me, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's one thing if I'm broken, and, and we all have been in that place where I'm in such pain. And, and again, we all have been in that place. But I have got to understand that even the pain that I'm in, I've got to think about somebody else that didn't even ask to be here. And for you, that was your daughter. That was your daughter. So you made that decision. I'm sorry. So let's go back to that moment. I'm just yeah, you're great. Yeah. In absolutely. that moment, you understood. So you came back from this wedding. You're in that moment. Take us back to where you were. Yeah, pick up from there again. Yeah, no, well, that that's that's basically it. So that's that's where I've I had like the the biggest pull to really get serious about it. Um, and you know that that was really heavy for me because, like you said, she didn't ask to be here. My husband and I chose to have a daughter, you know, and and there I was trying to be a mom and <laughs> trying to be a good one, and you know, well we all try our best to be good moms with our own struggles. Yeah. And but, it doesn't um, the handbook and even the handbook, yeah. somehow, it's still stuff happens. You, yeah. you just learn as you go. And yeah. I don't even have a kid. <laughs> That's what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, and you know, I still go through the, the ups and downs and the desires and things like that. But even just yesterday, I was telling my husband, he's also sober now. And, um, yeah, and and he, uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he recently got sober off of marijuana as well. Oh, and um, yeah, and so that's that's pretty fresh for him. And so sometimes we'll talk about, you know, the just the swings of cravings and then how to how to come out of them, like what we have to do to, to pull out of it. Um, in the beginning, I would use AA meetings mm-hmm. more. Um, nowadays, it's it's more just reminding myself of why I'm not drinking. And I'm very grateful that my daughter has come along to, to pull me out of that, you know, yeah. because it was probably just going to be a never ending cycle. Yeah. And I often, you know, the other day I was wondering why, why wasn't my own life ever enough or my, my parents love for me, you know, those kinds of things, my siblings, I don't know why, but, um, but I'm very glad that she's here and that, that she's able to end that cycle. And I hope it's something that I'll be able to hold on to um, 
for the rest of my life, really. That's a good question. I love that you said that. You know, you often wonder, why was it my own life or the, the love that my mom gave me or, you know, why wasn't that enough? Um, and it may be an answer that you never will have, you know, answered to. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as someone else, you know, the other listeners here, even for myself, I mean, my mother's death was the reason why I said enough is enough. Um, it wasn't until I seeing my mom die, although we had other relatives that had died because of alcohol abuse, use and dependency. But for me, it was just like, this is my mom. Like, you kind of just make the assumption that your mom's going to be here forever. You know, she's not. But it's just like she was my matriarch. She was everything. And. For me, it was just like, okay, you got two choices here. You can really stand up and fight, I mean, to the death of you um, and make something great of yourself in honor of your mother, or you can go out in this life with regret and pain and sadness and just so feeling just so horrible. And that's not what God wants for us. So as I said, you may not ever get that answer, but thank God that you got an answer. You got not just an answer, you got a solution, right? So she is your your why. She is the reason, you know, you're able to say, my life is worth value. I am worth more. I'm worth living sober. And, and, and even maybe for your husband, he may have even gotten that moment like, you know what? I don't even need anything to make me feel mellow, right? Or, 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 or at ease or whatever, you know, emotion or feeling we're, we're searching for where we're under the influence. But it also could be that he said, I like this feeling of no drugs and no alcohol. I, I want to even experience it more, right? So I just, I love the fact that you're mentioning that. So let's fast forward to how we get to this YouTube channel, Queen. Like that's... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just the Grateful Daisy. Um, and you know, I talk about sobriety on there, but I also just talk about health in general because I'm just passionate about living a happy, healthy life. You know, it's been a a weird journey to get to where I'm at today, Mm -hmm. but, um, I want to help other people, you know, maybe have that aha moment a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. and, and maybe not have to go through those cycles so many times. You know, or know that it is okay to go through it as well. Right, right. And that is Come what sobriety affords you, right? So it's not just a YouTube channel. Like you said, no. you can help people. You want them to see what's possible. What happened for me can happen for you. Let me ask you this. What were some of the responses when you decided to share your story? What was some of the feedback you got from, from that particular uh, episode that you shared on YouTube? Um, primarily it was all, all pretty positive. I'm very, you know, people, thank you for sharing, you know, it means a lot, that kind of thing. You know, people, I think there's power in our stories. You obviously believe the same thing. You have this lovely podcast, uh, where people share their stories and, thank you. and, and there is, there absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, to know that you're not alone, really. I think that's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh no, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Well, you were sharing that uh, the responses from. Oh the- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're overwhelmingly positive. However, there were a few people that, um, you know, they they're my other sober friends and I have talked about how sometimes in the sobriety community there's like this competition of like, well, you didn't have it as as bad as I did. You didn't completely destroy your life. You know, you weren't on death's bed. That kind of stuff. And um, 
you know, that's, that's unfortunate. When I read those comments, I just kind of delete them and, and move them to the side. And I, I hope that that person finds peace. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all, our own experiences is our own and everyone's is valid. So I agree. And we talked about this uh, before, before we even got, uh, here we talked about it behind the scenes you guys and she'd share that with me that there you know there had been some people had said some negative comments and um unfortunately you know there are moments when people feel like well your story wasn't as bad as mine and that's not what this is about right this isn't about bringing the person with the worst story you guys know this already my audience knows this already but i'm just sharing this that i'm just saying it's that's not what life is about uh, people share stories because everyone has one. That's first and foremost. Um, you can be the person that allows your life to be of use, or you can use your story, um, you know, and not to, right? And, and care not to just, you know, add value to others while adding value to yourself. There's so much power when we do share our stories. And hence the reason why I want to have more and more, I choose to have more and more guests on this platform because they not only get to share a part of them, they they get to understand that, you know, what you've, what you've gone through, somebody else may be going through it. Uh, you are now a change agent. That is what you are, Michelle. And I am very appreciative to have you here. Um, this my prayer and hope is that it catapults you to the next level to do something even more big, right? Not for uh, points or, 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 you know, to be self-absorbed, but to let you see that the Grateful Daisy, it, it has purpose and it has to be heard more. You have to share more and more about your life because trust and believe it's, it's helping. It's evidence that it's helping. So I, I wanted to say that. Um, so let us know um, more about what your YouTube channel provides. Sure. Um, so I try to focus it around health. You know, um, I, for me, part of my base of health is being sober, but that's not for not everybody necessarily. Some people, you know, can drink and do it responsibly, and I appreciate that as well. So I definitely don't. Um, shame anyone for drinking right. on there right. but um but yeah it's just it's holistic living is is what my focus is so it's it's encompassing you know our career our finances you know our our eating but yeah. i'm really big on not shaming yourself around eating there's yeah. a lot of food shame out there um so yeah it's basically a holistic lifestyle channel if you will i love it and you know that's the beauty about sobriety look how it opens up doors for you to find out what your true purpose where your true purpose lies right and that's again that's the beauty with sobriety if we don't get to the place of healing we cannot find out why we were put on this earth uh yeah there's going to be some bumps and roads along the journey right we're going to have some moments where you know things are just going to be unexpected there's going to take some longer periods because there isn't like a set time but the more we understand that life is is precious and that we are contributors we can be contributors the more we understand that i feel the more we we have a reason to to achieve it right we have a reason to say you know what 
maybe my life wasn't the best. Maybe I didn't, you know, um, expect certain instances to happen. Um, and, and that could be very true uh, for anyone on this platform. But that does not disconnect you to what God has assigned for your life. Michelle, having the fact of, you know, her YouTube channel, she now gets to share the importance of holistic living. She now is an example of that, right? She couldn't be the girl I was throwing shots and, you know, drinking and she couldn't be she couldn't be that vessel. So now she gets to be that and not just for herself, for her family and for millions of others. So that is extraordinary. I am truly, truly grateful to have found you, uh, to have connected with you. I believe in alignment. I believe that that is so important. Um, so is there any last things that you'd like to share with the audience? What advice would you give to someone that is maybe sober curious? What would you like to say to them? Oh, definitely give it a try. <laughs> mm. I think that um, when you think about if you're sober curious and you're really scared to do it, that's probably a good sign, or not a good sign, but it's a sign that you know you you might have an issue. If you're scared to let go of something, you're probably needing it a little too much in your life. Mm. Um, but I think you should go for it. And you know, one, don't be scared because you can live without it. And there's a huge community, um, your podcast being a great resource um, of sober people out there. And with social media, it's so easy to connect. I mean, I follow sober people on Instagram for inspiration. Um, you can find them on YouTube, the podcast, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, and just create the community is a big thing too, whether that is online or in person. Um, just get yourself some sort of like-minded support. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I totally yeah. agree. Uh, you can do this. There's support available. You're not alone. Uh, as I said, there'll be bumps in the beginning, but with anything that that's just life, um, you'll come out as pure gold, as I like to say it. Uh, my last question I like to ask my guests is uh, sobriety to you means what? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it's it's everything. Like I said, it's my base. It's my, it's my grounding point where I get to finally live my life mm -hmm. because I've stopped spinning my wheels. I put myself in terrible financial debt over my drinking years. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> when I started adding up how much we were spending at the bar, I was like, oh my God, that's a retirement account. <laughs> yep. So, um, so anyways, yeah, it, but it's it's truly my base where I'm able to now make actual good, sound decisions. Mm. And like you talked about, I'm able to uh, have the time and the, the space in my brain to actually heal parts of me that need healing. You know, yeah, I'm able to reflect and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's sobriety has been a huge, huge blessing. Oh, I love it, Michelle. I love it. Oh, my God. Listen, guys, if you are someone here listening and, you know, first and foremost, I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for tuning in. Um, but know that, you know, if you're curious, if you've even had some time and fallen off and had some time and fell off again, don't beat yourself up. Just pick yourself up. Right. Keep going. Uh, definitely get yourself around some support. Um, it's so important. One, I've learned that I couldn't have one foot in and one foot out. And I meant what I meant by that is that I 
I couldn't hang around the same company that I used to hang around with and then thinking on the weekends or, or whatever, I could be sober. Um, I knew that I had to be totally committed, right? I couldn't be interested. I had to be committed is what I'm saying. So if you are someone who's interested, I challenge you to get totally committed. This platform is definitely available to you guys. Um, and I'll put the link down below so that you guys can follow Michelle on her YouTube channel, The Grateful Daisy, as well as the link for anyone who might wanna get on a freedom call with me so I can see how I can help you get to a place of freedom yourself. This is your sobriety queen, Connie. Michelle, thank you so much for being here, queen. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. I know that I love you, but God loves you far more than I ever could. I'll talk to you next week.